his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Yeah, Michael's back. Uh-huh, Michael's back. Oh, 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 you know what time it is, right? It is time for the Mom and Michael Hour with my son, Michael Battle, all the way from Los Angeles, joining us on Sunday nights at 10 o'clock. How are you, son? Welcome back. I am fantastic. So happy to be speaking with you. It has been an eventful weekend. And, of course, the Grammys are this night. And, you know, I went to what one of my favorite brunch spots in Los Angeles called Toast. And there are all these people that are dressed up wearing all these labels that they look so cool and chic. And they seem like they might work, you know, in, 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 in music in some capacity. And I'm looking around. I'm there with Joey. And I say, you know, I think this is the third year in a row that, that I've been at this restaurant on Grammy Sunday. Not planned to be there, but I just happened to be there. And this seems like the Grammys crowd. And then, of course, I get home. Uh, and <laughs> the Grammys come on. And they're like, live from Las Vegas, it's the Grammys. Right. <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah, my whole theory, right out the door, it's not the Grammy crowd at all. It's just people in town. It's just L.A. There you go. And why not? You you know, you so L.A. is so used to having so many really great award shows and seeing the stars out and about and all of the cars and all of that, right? I mean, it's an experience. It's, It's like none other other than Vegas. I mean, you could compare the two a little bit. You can. I mean, L.A. is better than Vegas. Let's not let's not kid ourselves. But, yeah, <laughs> you can compare it a bit. Um, but, you know, I was thinking about the one time I've ever actually gone to the Grammys. This must have been back in 2013, no, 2012, somewhere around there. Which I, won't tell, I won't tell the whole story, but uh, I just I, I thought to myself, I can't believe that I got stuck backstage at the Grammys. Like, this is one of those statements that most people can't say. But, yeah, I, I, you know, we were were supposed to be at the rehearsal. I got to see some amazing performances, and we were in, like, a little backstage room. Um, And the rehearsal ended, and our badges were only for the rehearsal of the show. And Mm -hmm. me and my friend Audrey were there, and we just kept hanging out and eating food and sitting there. And the more artists came in and, you know, and they were like, all right, the show's going to start. And we knew if anyone saw our rehearsal badges, they were going to promptly kick us out of the Staples Center, now called the Crypto.com Center, of course. Uh, and we, we were going to get busted. And that was going to be it. So we just hid in the back room and the show started. And we're hearing the performances and we couldn't see the show because we, we were actually behind the stage in a, in a private room. Um, but then you know, we had to use the restroom. <laughs> we were <been there laughs> eating and having lots of water and sodas, and it were just. And so then it became this whole ordeal of 
how are we going to sneak out? And my friend Audrey, she's an actual model. So for her, she, she flipped some hair and just did her walk and was like, oh, where are the restrooms? And she's British, so she put on her best, her full British accent, rather. <laughs> like, sir, where are the restrooms? I'm like, oh, it's right, right down here. She comes back. She's like, I feel so much better. Meanwhile, I'm bursting. And I'm like, I don't have the hair or the heels. I don't think I can hair flip my way past the security guard and back. I don't think it's going to work. Um, but it did. I actually was able to do it and uh, sneak out things back there. Anyway, but I've told that story before, but just since it's grounded, I, I thought of that. What a crazy wild story. But to your point, yes, Los Angeles is the place where you get to experience all of those things. See famous people like even today I saw somebody famous crossing the street to their car. Uh, and he crossed right, right in front of me. And, and Joey was like, oh, this guy's an idiot. I'm like, no, he's famous. It's fine. So it, it is a very <laughs> oh, you're not going to tell us. You're not going to tell us, are you? Uh, it was uh, Charlie Hunnam, I think his name is. He was uh, he's the lead on The Walking Dead. No, no, sorry. No. He's the lead on um, Sons of Anarchy. And he was also in the remake of King Arthur that came out wow. a few years ago. So a very recognizable face. It was him. He had his man bun and his, you know, uh, a very um, uh, easily recognizable hair. And I'm like, it's fine. It's fine. It's, he's the same. But I know him. I've seen him. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's part of the experience here in Los Angeles. Yeah, the award shows it really is. The culture. Okay, since you talked about man bun, I have to say Trevor Noah, who was the MC for the, the Grammys, or the host for the Grammys, they say, um, he had the big fro almost, you know? I mean, I was just so surprised to see that. He, he looked great. And, of course, all of his outfits look great. Have you been seeing the outfits at the Grammys? I have been looking. I haven't seen most of them, but, wow, people went all the way, didn't they? All the way, I have audibly squealed at least three times seeing the tuxedos that the men are wearing. I want all of it. And the women, of course, too. But there, there is so much sparkle on that stage, just perfectly tailored tuxedos and amazing fabrics and shines and gems and uh, vibrant colors and pinks and greens. And I just, I want to wear all of it. I want to be on stage with all of them. They seem, seem like they're having a really good time. And it just seems like a... Uh, a true celebration, something colorful and sparkly. And I think, I think, you know, you instilled all of that in me. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're blaming me. Okay. I'm blaming you in the best way. We come from a very sparkly onstage household and a sparkly onstage family. So I love that. I love seeing it. And of course, music being, you know, a big part of of the steals. Um, It's it's a beautiful night. So I I leaned, I leaned over to, to Joe, you know, saying, you know, I have this, I have a great job. I love what I do, and it's wonderful. But, like, in the inner depths of my heart, I was like, you know, I'm always going to want to be at that, doing that on stage, being those people. He's like, yes, I know. Yes, I know. You want to be sparkly <laughs> on stage perform. Go learn to play the piano, and maybe you can go do it. Did he tell you that for real? <laughs> he, literally, he, literally, he literally went, go learn to play the piano. And then start there, and then maybe you can be at the Grammys on stage. <laughs> maybe you can be at the Grammys. Hey, by the way, I heard that it was an explosive beginning of the Grammys, that it was just a great, I think it was three great performances back-to-back. Is that what you saw? So, I unfortunately, I missed the very beginning of it, but I'm hoping for the replay to catch that piece of it. So I haven't right. caught the full opening of it, but the performances that I have seen so far, that very much that word matches. Yes, it has been explosive in all the best ways. Uh, great performances, uh, not the best acceptance speeches so far, but again, between the outfits, the, the amount of people on stage, the size of the band, the, 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 the small, um, you know, 10-piece uh, orchestra is playing with them. I mean, they, this is truly a music concert. 
And it just makes, it reminds me of how much I miss live music. I haven't been to a live music concert in so long, and seeing the Grammys has really inspired me to, you know, seek it out now that L.A. has reopened and we're all out here in these streets. As I keep saying, <laughs> we are going to all the places. I know right. I've been like four weeks in a row. We're going to all the places. You can't hear my voice. I've been talking over a lot of loud music. We are out and about, and L.A. feels great right now. So I'm You're always out and about and feeling great in L.A. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it is. I'm looking forward to to finding more live music because that's another part of my life that I, as I, I, to my point earlier, I grew up with that I really love that inspires me that brings so much joy and peace to my life uh, and excitement. So I'm like, okay, we're we're doing dinners and brunches and clubs and parties. Well, great, but what else did we used to do? All right, live music and theater and all those things that uh, weren't accessible for so long here in Los Angeles. Well, remarkable, Michael. First of all, I want to ask you about Trevor Noah. How did he do as the host? So far, I mean, as you know, the Grammys are still going. He, uh, he is, is still going. Great. Yeah, it's not that I, I feel like being the host after the Oscars is never the gig you want to have because it's Oscars. And obviously it was this year's Oscars. <laughs> so right. uh, but given all of that, I think he's doing a really, really great job. And they're doing a great job of just keeping it uh, fun, keeping it on 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 track to honor what it should be, keeping it interesting. And um, it's, it's entertaining. I'm, I'm here for it. This is wonderful. And across the board, uh, award shows have really been struggling with ratings. I mean, whether that's uh, the, the Grammys, the Oscars, the Golden Globes, I mean, mm-hmm. they've just been struggling. And it's not because there isn't interest in, in the content of the performers. There's lots of interest. It's just that we have so many screens competing against each other right now. You know, you're staring at your phone, you got your laptop, you got your, your tablet device. Uh, you're probably not, not even watching on an actual television. You're likely watching on one of your uh, other devices because so many have unplugged from cable. Um, and, and then there's all the streaming shows to keep up with. So many new shows just dropped their season two or, you know, the, the big splashy season one. So it's just harder to, to pull eyeballs into a, a, a cable uh, show or a, a, a network production that comes in on a set time. So I don't know. Maybe we'll see a future where award shows will uh, will stream. Like we, you could just stream all of them whenever you wanted at your own pace, and uh, they're structured differently. That could be the future. We'll see. We'll see. They've talked about that before, so I expect that it's if it's not happening yet, that it will soon, that's for sure, because everything is being streamed. Okay, Michael, so here's the bottom line for me. Um, did you enjoy what you've watched so far with the Grammys, the speeches that were, you know, to thank the uh, uh, the, the Grammy team and, um, you know, to get up and, and the way they presented themselves? Did they talk about what happened at the Oscars at all? So uh, Trevor Noah had a, had a a slight joke about what happened at the Oscars, but it was, you know, he didn't mention any names, but the audience got what it was. And again, I haven't seen it, but I've read about what, what the joke was. But I think they are doing at the Grammys what a lot of us want to do, which is stop talking about what happened at the Oscars. <laughs> I, I'm not sure if you feel the same way, but I am already fully exhausted talking about that event. I mean, I, I hopped on with you uh, as soon as it happened, and we, we talked about that put my views out there and it's just become this uh a conversation much larger than i think it, it should be obviously it was a shocking moment but right. i'm just like that there's so much more happening out there and that's not not the thing i want to take up all the air in the room i think the grammys has successfully made sure that it did not and uh proceeded forward with a really fun bright happy show that wasn't taken over by that one moment
Yes, but we can still look back and say that the Grammys has had their problems of outbreaks too, you know, where there has been contentious moments on the stage. You remember, um, I don't even know his name anymore, Kanye, <laughs> when he got uh, up behind, you know, yeah. with, with Taylor Swift, you know, that was the Grammys. Yeah. Oh, no, that was the video. Was it the video awards? No, yeah, it may have been the video. Well, I, I, it was either the VMAs, the MTV Awards, or maybe maybe the Grammys. But the point is, we know the story at one of these right. award shows, and we're still talking about it. Because, yeah, he walked up on stage and took an award from Taylor Swift, I think it was. And tried to give it to Beyonce. Beyonce. Yeah, mm-hmm. she didn't win. and. Yeah, uh, and, and the truth of the matter is, as disruptive as these events are, as much as we talk about them afterwards, that we are still talking about them can help the ratings. You know, when he did that, more people watched the next year. I'm assuming, I haven't checked the numbers on that, uh, but I'm also assuming wholeheartedly that next year the Oscars will have the best ratings they've had in probably five, six-plus years. Um and if, you know, if they're smart, they'll bring Chris Rock as the host and everyone's going to tune in because they want to know what's going to happen and what, what is he going to say. And maybe a year from now, it won't uh, be as intriguing. But I, I feel like good producers wouldn't let that go. They would make sure that it would connect in to pull viewers into, the, into next year's Oscars. Yeah, there you go. That that says it all right there, Michael. So the award shows are still worthy of the eyeballs of the public. You know, <laughs> people love to see who's wearing what. They want to hear. Um, they want to see who wins. I, I can't say that they necessarily want to see the speeches um, by each of the uh, award winners. But um, if there was one that you have seen already, which one moved you or you felt really great about that particular speech? Well, I didn't feel great about this, but I think it was interesting. So, so Doja Cat won. What um, is the name? Doja Cat. Doja Cat. I never heard of Doja Cat. <laughs> yes. I didn't know about her until maybe a year and a half, two years ago. So don't feel too bad. I'm new to her also. She won, but apparently she had to go to the restroom, kind of tying into my situation when I was backstage. <laughs> and she... <laughs> I, I guess she thought she had more time, or maybe she thought she wouldn't win, but she left. And she, when they called out her name, she was not in the room and li- literally had to, like, run up on stage and barely made it. Um, <laughs> she had this rather crass and exasperated beginning of her speech where she was just talking about how that was, the, you know, the fastest bathroom run, not her words, um, but the fastest bathroom run she's ever done. So that was a strange way to start a speech, but at least it was entertaining. You know, it, it was a moment. <laughs> they were uh, laughing, yeah. At least they were laughing. Yeah. You know, it's amazing, though. Yeah. Some of the clothes that they wore, I've been looking at some of them, and it has to be difficult for a woman to get in and out of that. You know, and if you're going to the restroom and that sort of thing, I know this may sound crass to you, Michael, but seriously, this is an issue when it comes to award ceremonies. They want the dress, you know, fitted so tightly you can barely do what you need to do. Oh, That's what I've been clip. told. I'm not oh, giving watch you the, the clip. I can't say it here. Watch what she does. <laughs> because it becomes very apparent that she maybe hadn't finished putting that very tight dress all the way oh, back on. Oh, no. Oh, so no. It is, it is a moment where she's literally trying to, you know, keep it together uh, and keep her outfit together because she just ran from the restroom. It's a very awkward inter- uh, exchange that happens. But, I, again, it's interesting that ratings are going down. Part of that could be because of the politics that have become so prominent in award shows. I don't mind them, but a lot of people do. Um, but these moments, these, these live mo- interactions with big stars are actually mm-hmm. really fun to see and to watch in the moment. 
And in the streaming space, once you're streaming an award show uh, live, as some streaming services do have currently, um, when, but if, if it were to stream, as I mentioned er, late, earlier, where you know you can watch it whenever you like, you kind of don't get to have that same live experience. Um, so I, I, it's interesting that more people don't gravitate towards this because it's one of the few things out there that we can all kind of watch at the same time and go, oh, did you see that? Um, right. That said, we're still saying, did you see that moment in episode three or four of this show? So we're still having the, 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 those water cooler talk moments, as they used to call them, around binge watch streaming television, uh, but just through social media. So I guess I am I'm even considered old school now compared to what the, the, the younger generation, uh, younger than me, <laughs> how they are interacting with this media. Never use those words when you're talking to your mother. <laughs> You know, old school. I'm an old school girl, man. No, Come but, on. But that's my point. Like, I, I, I still feel young in my mid-30s, uh, but my, I can see in my viewpoint on how I interact with the very industry that I so love and work in, uh, the way that I interact with it is not always in line with how people in their, you know, teenagers or in their early 20s are interacting with it. Right, so it's ever-changing. Learn the new, it's ever-changing. Yes, I have to learn the new curves and uh, you know, what, what they're doing, how they're doing it and, 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 uh, uh, evolve. Yeah. And of course the, um, older generation is trying to get new curves. So there you go. <laughs> oh, come on. That was clever. No, it wasn't. It you really know? wasn't clever. <laughs> <laughs> I love Sad. a dad joke. I'm always here for a dad joke. It's a bad joke, joke yeah. man. It's a bad joke. Okay, Michael, we're going to take a break and then do some weather and come back with my son, Michael Battle in just a moment. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. It is now 10.33 here at WCCO. Welcome back. You are listening to the Mom and Michael Hour, my favorite hour for the four hours that we do on Sunday night. So thank you for sticking and staying. Michael Battle, I'm excited to hear all about the film that you saw. It's called Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. And I remember seeing a commercial or an ad or something about this, and it was absolutely bizarre to me. So tell me about it. Okay. Everything, 
everywhere, all at once. Uh, I just saw it this weekend. It's actually only in 38 theaters currently in the country. It hasn't even gone wide yet. Um, the buzz on this on Rotten Tomatoes is re- really high for both the critic, the Rotten Tomatoes score, and the audience score are both in the high 90s. Uh, <clears throat> um, and if you have seen the, the trailer, which you just mentioned, it's, it comes off like a kung fu film, sci-fi, multiverse film. I, I believe the trailer actually says the, the, the quote they use to advertise it is the best multiverse film ever. Of course, the, the term multiverse has been around for a long time, but it's it become popular again because of, of, of the Marvel franchise. You know, that's a big part of that series with all the Doctor Strange movies. So people are big into that sci-fi um, sector because it's a part of the Marvel Universe. Um, Michelle Yeoh, who, of course, I, I first was introduced to her in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. She's very Yeah, she was amazing. Actress. She's amazing, and she does all kinds of work, dramatic, comedic, uh, and, of course, martial arts films. Um, she's starring in this one. And, again, it's like, what is this? She's doing kung fu, but there's multiverses, which is different versions of herself. And, but then it's kind of funny. What is this movie? But I heard good things, and so I wanted to go check it out. Theater was packed. The movie is long. It's 139 minutes long. I mean, it's, it's a two-hour uh, plus movie, so it it takes some time, but I'll just get to the point. Easily <laughs> in my top ten favorite films ever. Really, really, it is one of the weirdest, most fun, hilarious, heartwarming, tear jerking, and creative films I have seen in my life. Now, mind you, if you don't like martial arts films, uh, if you don't like absurdist sci-fi themes and absurdist uh, comedy, then this film maybe is not going to be for you. Um, but if you like films that lo- love to live on the edge and um, are really push the, the, their vision and, and the world and, and, and um, lean on tropes from other uh, films and genres, but then use those to build a, 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 a unique story to its advantage, this is that movie. It knows that you've seen her and Crouching Tiger and other martial arts films. It knows that you've seen Marvel films. You understand how multiverses work. And you know, it, it knows that uh, the sci-fi behind a multiverse film can get so complicated that it's, it's no longer fun. Um, it, it knows all of that. And it knows that uh, audiences have a pretty high tolerance for you know those crazy comedy sometimes, especially in the martial arts genre. We've seen films like... Um, Kung Fu Hustle is a great example of a film that's quite famous and really well and was actually a really great martial arts movie with a great story, but had some, you know, really funny, bizarre slapstick comedy throughout the film. And I say slapstick not in a pejorative way. It's physical comedy in the film. So this is pulling on all of those inspirations. We're pulling it into the modern era, if you will, you know, a new film in this, in, in that field. Um, it's brilliant. It's it's there's a couple of jokes that are a bit more crass, but otherwise the funny is really funny. It's very smart. Um, the multiverse is fun because obviously with infinite possibilities of these characters, they really just let you explore uh, just silly, ridiculous versions of them. There are some incredible cameos which I won't even mention because uh, I want people to be as surprised as I was when they popped up on screen. I mean, really big names are in this movie. Uh, some in lead roles. Um, and then there are, when you really get to the, the, the inner 
depth of what this movie truly is, the real story, the relationships, the drama, people were in tears. I teared up. It is a stunningly beautiful exploration of relationships. I won't say which because I don't want to spoil the film. But they really – they wind it all up into just this wonderful storytelling and character development and character connection that has you, you know, wiping tears from your eyes while they're still interjecting that moment with absurd comedy. So it is – you have to have a, a mastery of the craft of filmmaking to achieve that goal, to be able to be that silly and over-the-top and wild while doing a kung fu film, while having drama, and have people walking out of the theater going – this is going to get awards. That's a very rare thing to achieve. It's usually – I've only ever seen it done maybe you know, once or twice in a decade. But people will be talking about this film for a very long time. Let's talk a little bit about the director, uh, Daniel Kwan. And I'm just curious. I've never heard of him. <laughs> Tell me what other movies he's done if you know it. So Swiss Army Man, which I haven't seen, um, uh, a few other shorts and projects I hadn't seen like you. I hadn't heard of him before, um, but he did a really, 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 really great job. Now, I, I, I of course, want to mention that, that the Russo brothers uh, were producers on this, and they're also producers on several of the biggest Marvel films in history, including the, Avenger, uh, the uh, Avengers Infinity War. They're really known for making great Marvel content. So there is there was some guidance from that team, and I'm I'm assuming that had an influence as to why this film uh, has that bombastic Marvel feeling, but still has a great emotional impact. But I don't want to pull away from his incredible skill. He's the director, they're the producers, he's also a producer on the project. I've not heard of him before, but clearly this man has an extraordinary mastery of his craft, as I mentioned before, because this was his vision, and it was done exceptionally well on screen. So, uh, I have to look at when this film goes wide, but uh, please run and go see it and check it out. And I, I really, it came out, you know, right after the Oscars. So it's normally a film that comes out um, this time of year in general, but especially right uh, right after award season is over, is not going for awards. They're just going to go out to entertain people. Uh, but I think in the way that Black Panther came out um, around this time of year and then still it ends up being talked about and, and get, being put up for awards, uh, when award season came around, this might be that thing. I mean, maybe it gets best comedy at the Golden Globes, or, or maybe it's best direction or editing. I feel like it may be in those categories. I'm not sure if we're looking at a best picture Oscar for this, but it's just so incredibly interesting and unique that I can't imagine um, the various academies and groups and teams of people who now uh, put up the nominations wouldn't consider this film in some capacity. So what age group do you think should be able to see this? Because you make it sound like it's a comedy. It is a comedy. It is rated R, though, and it's rated R for good reason. Uh, And it's not entirely so much violent. I mean, yes, it's a martial arts film, and there's some very good martial arts scene. Like, don't let the comedy piece fool you. It still, you know, it still has a great uh, martial arts choreographer and the scenes are great. It's really, really fun to watch them do those. Um, but it's rated R for language, and there's a couple jokes that, again, are a bit more crass, but those are very short-lived. Um, but this, no, this film is this is for adults. Go see this and, and sit through this very long runtime and take this journey with them. Um, and there, there's a moment in the movie where you think, oh, this is the end, they're going to wrap it up, but then there's a whole other act that they're going to play out 
um, which plays into the title of Everything Everywhere All at Once, you know? Um, right. And you you go, oh, man, there's more? Oh, is, is, are they going to ruin it? I'm having so much fun. I'm enjoying this so much. Is it going to take a turn uh, where I won't feel this good about it? And no, it just it becomes more beautiful, more engrossing, and all, all the more um, beautiful and wonderful. So if you can't tell, I loved it. <laughs> I, think, I think it is a must-see <laughs> Of 2022, um, and just as you know, I, I feel like a lot of young people. When we, like myself, when we went to film school, you envision what could you have made that would be a standout piece of work that would show that you, you know, know the genre really well, but are, are doing something different and, and and helping people have fun, especially now when they need it so much. This would be one of those movies. If someone had told me you went to film school to be a producer and you produced this thing, I would say, yeah, that sounds great. People are having fun. It's thrilling and interesting, and they cry a little bit. That's the whole filmic experience we want in in the theater. You know, we we buy a ticket to be taken through all those various um, various iterations of our, of our emotional journey. We, that's what film is to me. So it hit all the all the right buttons for me, and I just loved it. You know, Southeast Asians, um, when I see films with uh, many actors um, that are so talented, usually in a movie that they're in, there is something that I, f- I always ask myself, are they going to do a second part of it? You know, they're going to continue it kind of like Marvel does. There's so many characters, you just keep doing movies. But, you know, what, do you think that this there will be a follow-up movie to this? You know, something added because you loved it so much. I don't think so. Um, I mean, I, well, it's Hollywood. So, like, Crazy Rich Agents came out, and, you know, that was based off of a book, and that was a massive global hit, um, which is just a wonderful film. And then, of course, there's a sequel, and I am going to run to see the sequel, but I'm not excited about it, per se, because that movie was such a complete story. I don't necessarily need to see what happens to those characters in the future, because the first film was done so well. And that same figure I mentioned before – are they going to mess it up? Are they going to, to uh, tarnish the wonderful glow of the original film? That's always a concern with, with the sequel. And in the same way, this film is just such a complete end-in story. I, it just doesn't need a, a, a continuation. In fact, a, a continuation might actually, as I mentioned, tarnish the glow of this absolute piece of art. Wow. So again, it's everything, everywhere, all at once. I saw the trailer to this and I just thought, oh my gosh, this is bizarre. And I definitely want to go see it, but I can't promise you that, Michael. Um, but like you said, it's it's not for, it's, it's rated R. It's not something I would yeah. take my grandchildren to, right? No. So you don't you don't suggest I take any of them or, you know, we want to let parents know that because I have been in R-rated um, films before and I was blown away that there were children in there. I kept looking at the people that were with them going, why would you bring children, small children in here to see this? But A few people weeks make ago, their decisions. I, I, as you know, I, I, I went to go see The Batman, which is a three hour, literally three hour long movie. And there was a family next to me with a little kid eating candy, like, I'm ready for the Batman. And I was like, this is, why is this child in here? This is not for kids. But, wow. you know, they brought their kid, and the kid afterwards just seemed to love it. He was being the movie. <laughs> That's amazing. Michael, we have to take a break. <laughs> but we'll come back in a moment and wrap up this hour. Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast old man winter here if i had it my way it would stay winter all year long short days wind chill black ice and a good polar vortex (laughs) heaven wait is it getting warm in here your cold snap is over old man winter spring has arrived Spring Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back, everyone. It is now 1048 as we are wrapping up the show. My goodness, we have some uh, techno- technology challenges, but we are up for them. Of course, Charlie Reese is his name. He is joining us tonight. He is our in-studio producer doing a good job. So hold on. I want to make sure that I get this right now that we have to move to the phone. Can you hear me, Charlie? Yeah, you're all set. Oh, awesome. Michael Battle, welcome back, son. Thank you so much. Okay, so as we look at how um, the movie theaters are doing, they are making money after COVID in 2020 into 2021. Uh, would you say that they are they've made up what they lost? I wouldn't say they've made up w- what they lost because we still aren't seeing openings uh, for big movies generally as, as we saw before and in, in the before times. Obviously, there's outliers like Spider-Man, which was a huge, huge record-breaking 
film. I mean, it's, it's already one of the top films in the world ever. Um, so it did exceptionally well and hit numbers that you would expect from a Marvel film uh, before the pandemic. But other films, like some, some, like, some that came out this weekend for, for, from Sony, um, Morbius, I think it's called. Is it Mobius? Mobius. Anyway, uh, a Spider-Man villain, but the rights are owned by Sony in a co-partnership with Marvel. So it's a uh, Spider-Man offshoot villain like Venom was, which, you know, I, I love those films. Those are quite fun. But this one just didn't do very well. Um, and there's lots of punditry about why people didn't run up to see this film, given that it has a connection to, to Spider-Man, um, even though Spider-Man itself did so well. But the answer is it just had a weak trailer. <laughs> it's just I, I didn't really want to see um, this vampire bat villain who's going to run around and maybe eat somebody and maybe save the day. That just didn't seem attractive to me. Venom is a character I recognize and I liked as a kid and, you know, he's, he's just a, a larger-than-life entity, and that film was quite funny, whereas this seemed like a very serious portrayal of this bat vampire guy that no one's heard of. So it, it didn't do well this weekend, but even the films that have, quote-unquote, done well during the pandemic are opening to 30 million, 40 million, uh, which in the before times would have been a, a failure for a film that they spent, you know, 100-plus mil making. So have they made their money back? No. Are they definitely coming back? Yes. And more to the, the, the crux of the point, uh, have we proven that certain films can break through all the pandemic and people will will um, brave getting coronavirus to see uh, characters they know and love? Yes, Spider-Man proved that. And we've seen that, you know, if you put the, a big enough name in the box office, people will go out to see it, uh, pandemic or not. Wow, that's so true, Michael. And before we have to get out uh, our out time, I just want to talk to you about um, what are you seeing that is changing around you when it comes to gasoline? Do you have one neighborhood with really high prices, another neighborhood with really low prices, or is it all the same? Yeah, both. So, you know, it changes. Uh, like in all, all, all of the country, the gas prices here change from area to area. Um, but mm-hmm. it's all the same in that in LA, uh, in LA area rather, it's always higher than it's going to be there in the Twin Cities. Uh, but it has gone down a bit. It was, you know, creeping towards seven dollars for for premium gas here a gallon, and I just saw it today. I think it was six nineteen. So it has gone down, which is good. Um, but people are feeling it all 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 over the country, and definitely it's hitting pocketbooks. And you know, they're they're seeing that uh, struggle to pay for their groceries and gas and whatnot, and it's kind of overshadowing this incredible job market that's almost, it's like a percentage point uh, away from being as strong as it was before the pandemic hits. I mean, we're, this job market right now is incredible. Wages are going up. But, you know, if it costs more to do basic things like get gas and buy groceries, people are still going to feel that first. So are you guys eating out as much? Because you're right, grocery stores are the astronomical prices so, you know, simple things that didn't cost more than $2.50, I'm just blown away by it. And by the way, finding meat in some of the grocery stores here in Minneapolis specifically, sometimes it's a challenge to get what you are looking for. And it used to be a time it wasn't like that at all. Are you seeing a difference at Whole Foods, which I think is the only grocery store you go to? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. I, Isn't it the uh, yeah. we, it is. I mean, I, I I will go to other ones if I'm going to get a snack or, you know, certain products Whole Foods doesn't carry. I'll have to go to, you know, Ralph's, which we have here on, on the West Coast, to get those. But, yes, we, we order our grocery delivery from Whole Foods. Uh, and, 
they we have seen like my protein powder. I, I, I think it now has a limit where you can only buy one per order because they're having trouble getting some of that. But that's less about inflation and more about, about all the uh, the myriad supply chain issues we've seen because of the pandemic. Um, even, you know, farms or grocery stores to table, that supply chain has been interrupted by uh, this pandemic. So, uh, yeah, we, we're seeing that. But I will say, to answer your question earlier, we are going out a lot more, but that's because things are open, thank God. Uh, and the dinners are more expensive. The expensive places are more expensive. The, the expensive drinks are more expensive. The moderate places are no longer as moderate. So, uh, yeah, our salaries are going up. Unemployment is way down. The job market is incredible. The economy is doing really well. But that inflation number and the supply chain issues are compounding upon each other. And everyday Americans are feeling it across the board. Well, it seems like we're getting the messages in our country uh, more often than not that everything is, you know, doom and gloom. And, oh, my gosh, we're going, you know, down. I am so looking forward to tomorrow because Katanji Brown-Jackson will be um, – you know, we'll know tomorrow if she will be on the Supreme Court or not. And um, I don't know what to say if you were to ask me, how do you feel about it? Do you think she's going to be on the the uh, Supreme Court? I really don't know, Michael. What do you say? I just want the result. I mean, you'd ask before if I was going to watch the hearings themselves. And as important and historic as they were, I didn't want to get to have to watch the theatrical show that I read about thereafter, which was, you know, people berating her or just treating her beneath her qualifications. I don't want to watch all of that. Um, so in the same spirit, I just want the result. I hope that Congress can do the right thing and uh, put her on the Supreme Court. You and I both, Michael, I will be watching uh, that in the morning for sure if I can. I have a meeting early on, um, but I'm hoping that I can get back to that and really watch it. This is, this is life-changing for this country. I really do believe Absolutely. that the first African-American mm-hmm. woman on the Supreme Court, we're hoping that it will happen. She's more than qualified, so there you go. And then, of course, Michael, I have to wrap up the night to tell you how much I miss you. I have been missing you so terribly. And, you know, I call you or sometimes I text you and just go, I'm just missing hearing your voice. I know how busy you are, but you always make time for me. So I want you to know, thank you. I know that you love me, that you chose me. I believe that you and Bernice chose me as your mother, and that kind of gets me out of trouble with anything I say to you. you It's our fault, right? It's our fault. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So anyway, I just want to say that to you because I know how busy you are, but you always find time for me and your sister, and that's pretty dang awesome. So just take care of yourself, okay? Thank you. Oh, love and, you so and much, Alan, and I will. I love you, too. But yeah. hold on. So, Joey, I just want to make sure you say to him that I say hello, and I'd love to have him on because there's a certain subject I want to talk to him about. So I will call him tomorrow. Uh, but it's okay. been a long time. Every now and then, the listeners will hear Joey's voice, and they love it. So that that I'll definitely try to do that next Sunday. Um, I love um, it. Sounds great. I love you, son. Take care of you. I love you, too. All Bye. right. And to Charlie, thank you so much for everything you did, Charlie. Thank you. Take care. Good night, everyone, and be safe. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at penfed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. 
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.